You're listening to The Dirt on Dating with your host, Noah Scott. Whether you're on the prowl or spicing up your relationship, we've got the dirt to help you find success in today's digital dating world. Welcome to this episode of The Dirt on Dating Show. I'm Noah Scott, and today I have a very special double guest on the show. This is a couple in Canada. They're 220-somethings in love. I want to welcome to the show Rebecca and Emily. Quick bio on these two. Emily is into painting, drawing, running, and studying to be a paramedic, while Rebecca is very into music, writing, and loves to travel. So welcome to the show, both of you. It's great to see. It's great to see two people on the mic today. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us. All right. For the listeners out there, it's hard to differentiate between which one's Rebecca, which one is Emily. So I think we'll just start with an introduction from the two of you. For people that don't know if you, if I met you at a cocktail party and just wanted to get a background on the two of you, how did you meet and like how long have you been dating? Okay, I am Emily. We met on Tinder actually. Rebecca yeah. had it for a while and was just about to delete it, and I had just gotten it. And it was actually the date with Rebecca. It was the first date with a girl I've been on, but I haven't been on a lot of dates. It was like my third date or something and none of them went well so it was just like whatever let's do this and it was the first date on which that I really had a connection I just knew it was great and I remember not being sure if she was into the date like I remember going to the washroom being like I don't know how that's going for her but whatever I think I straight up asked you like are you having a good time did she ask you every 10 minutes are you having a good time are you having a good time (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. I'm totally typed to be like, are you okay right now? Are you feeling okay? Are you having a good time? (laughs) Yes. I think I asked a lot probably. Yeah. The first few, like the first few days you did. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about that. I think that's something that's very interesting that as I have some friends in that are dating women or they're either bisexual or something. And one of the things that, one of the issues I think that people have in that scene is finding whether or not a woman is bi, lesbian, down to date, and because the gaydar is a little different with men, we have a it's, the gaydar is really easy. You can see, okay, this guy's gay, this guy's straight. How does it work with women? Yeah, it's actually quite difficult as a woman being into woman because some lesbians are very girly, like some others express sorry, express themselves and wear more like tomboy. yeah, tomboyish like clothes. So it's much harder as a girl to know whether a girl is into girls as well or not. And I'm bisexual. But I used to dress very girly, like now I don't. So even for others, it was hard for them to tell that I was into girls. Yeah, I remember when I'd go to the club, it'd be like impossible because you could really just connect with the girl in general and become really good friends. I just went out there and even if you get a drink together, you talk, you get super close like it's impossible to know so I just went and then she's like, are you into girls and I'm like yes and then she's like I'm not and I'm like oh god she's like it was really nice though this experience because she told me like never stop trying like still flirt with all the girls you know what I mean like, don't stop trying it was really nice it wasn't like it wasn't awkward she just encouraged me it's the girls I want to get <laughs> so so Emily you were saying that this was like the first girl match it was like you've only done a few girl matches before this on Tinder. Has that something that are you also by and did you, did you discover your love for women like later on or like how did you get into the LGBT LG like how did you discover this 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 side of yourself? 
I think for me, I was never really in denial, like throughout high school and stuff. Like I found girls really attractive and I kissed the girls I wanted to kiss. So there wasn't really like coming out. Yeah, no, it was just like, I find this girl attractive. Let's kiss. Like, I don't know that there wasn't, I was always okay with it. And my family has always been really accepting about it either, but it always is a bit like it or not a bit more like taboo. I don't know, but yeah, it's been chill. Yeah, like I'd say, Emily, it was more of a statement than coming out. Yeah, this it, it's my, there's no, this is who I'm dating, this is Rebecca, and that's it. Yeah. Okay, so this is really good stuff. So let's talk a little bit about, I think, one of the things that I'd like to transition towards is just connection in general. Like, what do you guys look for in a partner? And like, how do you fulfill each other's needs? Yeah, so I've dated men before and I always had uh, an issue finding a connection more in the emotional way and being able to talk about everything. I never felt like I could talk about anything I wanted to. And so it was very important for me after coming out to find someone that I could express my emotions with and be able to communicate properly with just in the sense that you should be able to go to go up to your partner and be like, are you feeling frustrated? Why? Let's fix this. And so when I found Emily, that was a big quality of hers that I liked. Yeah. Yes. And I never really looked for anything in particular in a person. I just thought when it's the right person, I'll feel it. Like I'll know it. I was hoping I would. And I did. And yes, I think I I do ask Rebecca a lot. Are you happy? Like, how are you feeling? And I'm all about that, like validating her feelings and there are no shoulds and shouldn'ts. Like, mm-hmm. just yeah, just do whatever feels right. Yeah, absolutely, cool. So, look now, I'd like to take a little bit of a journey through your dating experiences and see some lessons learned. So, I think we'll have each of you share a story of a dating experience that it can either be something very steamy that was just like, ooh, that was super exciting, and I learned that I enjoy this. Or it could be something that was a a, a complete disaster. And through that process, you've learned to pivot and and make a change. Okay. Okay. Do you want to go first? You go first. You go first. (laughs) Okay. So I was actually like never really lucky in relationships. I dated this guy for like about two years um, before meeting Emily. And there was so many red flags. And red flags are so important to notice, but I kept ignoring them. And after living together for a year and a half, one night it was just like, a, I don't love you. And so that situation really made me think a lot. I'd ask my mom, like, I thought he was the one. How am I going to know if someone's the one for me if I was so blindsided and I thought that that was it? I guess in high school, too, I had a lot of situations where I was waiting around for someone that wasn't really worth my time. So I guess after all of these situations, I was tired of waiting around, always seeing only the good in people. And I chose to love myself and accept being single and not being scared of being alone in order to find really someone that I was in love with and would be happy with. Yeah. I love that. So beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's important (laughs) to know those red flags and be able to spot them. Otherwise, yeah, like you said, you just just keep going. And then one day it's like, wait a second, what am I doing here? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. All right, Emily, your turn. All right. I've never followed through with anything that didn't feel right. Like before Rebecca, I've never really been in a relationship. I had only been on my first date in like when I was like 19. And when I was on the date, 
I don't know. Yeah, I, I was honest to myself. I was like, you know what? To be honest, I'd rather be at home right now, like doing anything else. So, and I didn't go on the date again with this guy. I don't know. Like I... Did you ghost him? Quite possibly. Yes. <laughs> but don't do that. But anyways, no, I just, I don't know. I think I just really did what I wanted to do. And I didn't go after anything I didn't really want. I didn't try to, I don't know, if I didn't want it, if I didn't want to do something, I just didn't do it. Like it, it wasn't more, it wasn't more complicated than that, to be honest. But I guess we both had our phases of going out and having fun too, before we met each other. So we all had like our crazy stories to talk about and all that before settling down. But at the same time, I'm never going to tell Rebecca, you know what, I think I need some time apart to discover myself and find myself out because all this time, okay, I was doing everything I wanted and I was single, but at the same time, like I was going through a lot of stuff and I experienced a lot of stuff and I was on my own and I found out what really made me happy and I experienced a lot of stuff, Mm -hmm. a lot of different emotions. So I'm good now. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And, and that finding that psychological self-reliance is so powerful because it allows you to navigate any future relationship with that calm confidence. And you're able to approach any situation and say, like, okay, great. No matter what happens, I'm cool. Like I can bring my A game or, you know, if I'm feeling down, I can express that and, and someone's got my back. Exactly. It's so important to still be doing the things that you used to do by yourself before meeting your partner. I think that's so important. So... Yeah. All right. So I want to, I want to ask a a couple steamy questions, if that's all right. What really turns you on and how (laughs) do you help each other stay turned on or what, what do you do to keep the spark alive and get intimate? I think it's so easy in lesbians, lesbian relationships to get comfortable, stay in. When you settle down, you just stay in and watch a movie and whatever every night. I think it's so important to still get ready in the morning to still want to look good first of all for your partner because it's so easy to get so comfortable and obviously if I look good then she'll hopefully think I look good too so (laughs) yeah yeah like I agree especially like stuff like staying in shape I'm like yeah doing an ab workout yeah Rebecca's gonna love this yeah and I guess like we keep the spark alive we joke around with each other we prank each other all the time so we never know what to expect really like it's never um like dull (laughs) yeah yeah i have a story like as especially bisexual women i find that so sexualized and so when you have friends that are either like guys or whatever we, we usually think that they have the best intentions but we were friends with this girl back then and she had this new guy and I guess we were just drinking, but we had the vibe, like something was off. And so I was just like, I feel like, don't get me wrong, but I feel like they're trying to hook up with the two of us. And it was just very uncomfortable. And then the guy, I guess, would start touching me places that he shouldn't have. That's more juicier, like story to tell, but it's just like, like it's so sexualized of an idea. Yeah. And the girl yeah. would like, Rebecca's yeah. friend would keep like bringing up like experiences where she had like threesomes and foursomes and ooh, and then she had a picture of her hooking up with the girl. And I don't know, it was all like very sexual. And I don't know. Yeah. I guess we both like, felt very uncomfortable first of all, because we're very in a monogamous relationship right. and they were very like trying to get in. Yeah. yeah. Do you find that that happens frequently though? Like you're objectified as 
even more than just like a, a single woman or a single straight woman, you're almost objectified a little bit more because it's been fantasized, the threesomes and all that stuff. So people do approach you with that in mind. And, and Yeah, um, honestly, it's happened to me when I worked at a restaurant. Yeah, like the first time I came out, I said, is it okay if my girlfriend comes in, has a wine before we close? And the first question was, oh, are you guys applying? For, do you guys take applications for threesomes? And it's, oh my gosh. And I'd say mostly on social medias too will get comments like oh like can i join like definitely yeah. yeah yeah and is that ever on the cards or is that something that is just like you said you're completely monogamous what are your thoughts about monogamy in general i think before rebecca like re- relationships always scared me i was never really one for monogamy but i don't know because i i think i had never felt that connection for someone but once i felt it like I didn't feel like I needed to bring in anything else from the outside. I really didn't. And yeah, I've always been into monogamous relationships. Like, I'm not the jealous type, but I think I'd feel more like insecure if we were to bring anyone. I, like, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's totally understandable. Yeah, <laughs> there's the communication so, yeah. right there. I love it. Yeah. So now <laughs> I want to before we end, as we're getting close to wrapping up, I think this is an important thing to discuss, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on just the topic of of LGBT acceptance and just how people. Can can support the community, how how others who are of a similar tendencies can find acceptance and just pride in, in themselves and, and feel empowered in the community. Yeah, we get often asked, uh, how do you come out to your parents, to your family, your friends? And I find that what's important is for you to feel what you have to feel. If you have to cry or feel frustrated about yourself or not like yourself, like they're all steps to coming out, first of all. And I think you should love yourself and accept yourself first before coming out. And uh, for the ones who are not for the LGBTQ community, I'd say like, instead of just keeping your mind so closed, I feel like if they were just to take their time and understand it more, I think the community would be definitely like wider and more open. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think I'd really say love yourself, accept yourself, be kind to yourself, validate yourself. This is okay. There are no, I shouldn't have feelings for this person. I shouldn't be attracted. Like, why not? Like, it's none of their business what anyone else says. If you feel it, that's okay. No one should tell you it's wrong, to be honest. And yeah, I think once you really accept yourself, love yourself, I think it's going to be a lot easier to come out to people and be open about it. Yeah. And like everyone says love is love, but we almost find like it's underrated. That term is so used nowadays. So we always say like it's a feeling and then feeling stays a feeling and whatever you're feeling is okay. Yeah. Mm, yeah. yeah. Very cool. Whatever you're feeling is all right. You can put that on a t-shirt. That's we'll true. consider it. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. So I think final question, what advice would you give yourself? What advice would you give your younger self? You're, you're both young already. You're in your 20s. But hey, looking yeah. back now at all the, that you've experienced, what would you say for someone who's just starting out? I don't know. Like I found myself really wanting to repeat some of the stuff I said, but I think... Like everyone's different. Everyone needs to hear a different advice, to be honest. And there's no better way to put it than just be yourself. Don't let others step on you. Like for so long, I let others step on me, make fun of me in high school or even after high school, five years down the road, just be yourself, be happy. And the ones that used to make fun of you and once, once they see that you're happy, then they'll come into your life and see that you're, you're just someone just as they are. And yeah. Yeah. But 
Honestly, yeah, I'm all about mental health and doing what's best for yourself and putting yourself, putting like you, like putting you first is okay. So yeah, like just be nice with yourself, love yourself, accept yourself and validate yourself. Yeah. That validation. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. You both have some awesome Instagrams as well as you have TikTok and YouTube and all that. How do people find you? And uh, of course, not so they can send you an application for uh, <laughs> being a third wheel, but how do they stay in touch with you and, how, and, and uh, just follow your journey? So yeah, like I guess like our new followers, people that we didn't know before, we try our best to comment back. I'd say even sometimes I get anxious because I feel bad for not answering to everyone. But let's be real, that's impossible at this point. As for our friends that were our friends before, there are some that we've lost because they they couldn't be happy for us or we're, we're not quite sure why, but we're still the same. And the ones that are still our friends and sticking by us, then... We definitely try to text them back as soon as we can. And it's hard with everything else going on, but it's important. Yeah. But as for the people who like follow us on like social media platforms, like I think we really try to go live as often as we can. And that's where we get asked a lot of stuff. Like, how do I come out? How do I this and that? And sometimes questions about anxiety and depression. And it's really nice to get firsthand contact and help someone like that. It's really amazing talking to these people. Yeah, and of course we do get the weird messages here mm-hmm. and there. But <laughs> of course. Yeah. All right, so what are the links so that when people do want to go check you out and support you on, on all those platforms, what, how do they find you? Yeah, so on TikTok, it is Bex, B-E-C-K-S underscore and underscore M. And then on YouTube, it's just Rebecca and Emily. Our Instagram is Emily and Rebecca underscore. So. Yeah. I don't know why they're not just all the same because yeah. I can't tell them. I can't <laughs> tell you which one is anyway. All right. Awesome. It's been a blast having both of you on the show. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much. It was great talking to you. Okay, everyone. Thanks again for tuning into this episode. Don't forget to swing by Apple. I say this every episode, of course, to drop us a review in there. It helps other people find the show. And also, if you have any feedback, let me know as well so I can make some changes and keep the show improving. And of course, if you want to be featured on the show and share your story, drop me a line at dirtondating.com slash single. Or you can also just DM me on Instagram at follow Noah. That's it for this one. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Dirt on Dating Show. We hope you enjoyed the ride. Stay safe. Talk dirty. And we'll see you here tomorrow for another wild dating adventure.